sisters, friends, we dream of opening and running a business together. I hope this podcast will bring you inspiration and encourage you to dream big as we chat with those who've been on the journey before us and listen to their stories. I'm your host, Susanna, friendship storyteller from Susanna Jane Photography. You are so welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. So this is our first proper interview episode on Friend Business and I'm so excited um, to share this with you. So today's conversation is with the wonderful trio from This Is Cluck, Sam, Chloe and Emily. Um, and I thought this was the perfect first group of friends to chat with on the podcast because uh, certainly to me, opening a business where you research gorgeous places to stay, eat, fun activities to do with your girly friends and organise this sounds absolutely amazing. And that is uh, what This Is Cluck so it's a fabulous uh, hen party planner company they're based in London um, and they offer bespoke packages and they cater for a huge range of tastes and budgets and and have some absolutely gorgeous and unique venues in London um, and a few outside of London um, now too actually and they coordinate organize everything so in today's episode we uh, talk a bit about how the three of them uh, know each other how they became friends their connections um, and then all about starting the business. So we uh, explore how they have navigated decisions and the vision of the brand and the business, and then also how things developed over the years with changes in their personal circumstances and changes in outlook on life. Um, and they will tell you in much more detail all about the fabulous offerings um, of This Is Cluck and describe how they have learned to use each other's strengths and take on different roles within the company. Um, we also touch on you know, managing a business and friendship at the same time, um, a bit about the impact of COVID, um, as well as uh, some of their hopes and dreams moving forwards, um, and why they love Mondays. So I really hope you uh, enjoy this. Great. Um, so welcome, Chloe, Emily, and Sam. Welcome, lovely team. <laughs> um, such an absolute joy to be able to speak with you on the podcast. So thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and I would love to um, start with some introductions um, and hearing about who you are, um, how you met, a bit about your friendship journey so far, or as I like to call it, your friendship love story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will explain that to you. So there's three of us that run Cluck, um, me, Emily, and then Chloe and Sam. Um, and it started, so me and Sam were school friends, so to speak. Um, I was friends with her. I was in the same year as her sister. So we got to know each other through our group of friends that way. And we've just been friends for, I don't know now, probably like 10, 15 years. I can't really, I don't know how long it's been. It was a long time. <laughs> 15 years, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. Um, and then... Me and Chloe worked together um, at an events company. So that's how we met. Um, I was with them for, I think we worked together for about six years, didn't we, Chloe? Yeah, thereabouts. And then, so I am the glue of bringing these two together. (laughs) (laughs) We owe everything to you. Yeah, it's all down to me. Um, (laughs) And uh, it kind of started, you know, uh, I brought Sam up into London we sort of had a little business idea and then I shared these ideas with Chloe and then it kind of grew from there and we all kind of got together that way 
so great. Um, so, yeah, I'd be wondering about what way round. I wondered how sort of the idea of being in business together started and then forming you know, this is cluck, or whether perhaps it had been the other way around. Yeah, we kind of have that both ways because obviously me and Sam were friends first. Obviously, I was friends with Chloe at, contra- uh, at our jobs, but we, I was very close with Sam, like going out every weekend. And then Sam and Chloe then became friends after the business. And Sam, um, so were you in sort of events industry as well, or were, were you? did you have a different career background? No, I've got a very boring career background. So I'm an accountant. So that's like, yeah, so that's quite, it's quite good because we've got different sort of skill sets. But yeah, I, I don't come from events at all. So these guys bring all the like cool creative and I do um, the boring background bit. <laughs> She's our spreadsheet queen. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is so interesting. I think our listeners will find it interesting too, you know, hearing a bit about the process of sort of changing career paths. Or I don't know that changing is always the right word, really. It's more sort of deciding to move on to something to something new, something else, or working in a different format or becoming self-employed, for example. Um, I don't know if any of you want to speak a little bit more to sort of some of the drivers, inspirations behind why you decided to start the company. Um, yeah, so I think as Emily kind of mentioned, that we were all having a drink in the pub once. So, so Emily and I, as, as mentioned, we were good friends. And then I kind of knew Sam. I'd met her a few times. And it just was kind of by coincidence, all three of us were organising hen parties at the same time. Um, and we were just in the pub, just having a chat about it. And unbeknownst to me, Sam and Emily had kind of had this conversation about how there, we, we we knew, particularly Emily and I, based on what we did for a living, we worked in events. We knew that there were all these amazing venues and activities that existed, particularly in London, for hen parties. But all the hen party companies that you could find were selling the same old stuff like strippers and butlers in the buff or like making knickers or like just really boring crap. Um, well, yeah, some people like it, but uh, and then just really badly branded. I think that was the main thing for me was it was terrible branding on every single website, every shade of pink you could possibly find, devil horns, learner plates, just really tacky, something that wouldn't appeal to me or Emily or Sam or anyone we know. So I couldn't understand why there was nobody tapping into all these amazing cool London venues, which the three of us ended up booking all this, you know, had these amazing itineraries for the hens that we organised. So Emily and Sam had kind of on the back burner been talking about how maybe they could start a business from this because I know Sam was quite business-minded at the time and was maybe feeling a little bit, um, I guess, bored in her role and was kind of looking for something new and exciting to kind of get her teeth into, had discussed it with Emily. So then when we were in the pub, they kind of told me their idea and I basically invited myself onto it I was like yep sounds great let's do it Um, and then it kind of went from there and to be honest if it had just been me and Emily because we saw each other every day if it just been me and Emily it probably would have been one of those ideas that everybody has in the pub where you're like oh this is a great idea there's a gap in the market we think it could work and then you never do anything with it and then five years later down the line you see somebody else has done it and you're like ah that would have been good wouldn't it but it never went anywhere but Sam kind of was quite like right okay what we doing next then and we were like oh I don't know um and then so she kind of gave us the momentum to actually keep going with it and it then started forming and then before we knew it we were just we were doing it we kind of told people we were doing it and the minute you start vocalizing that you have a business idea and you're going to go with it 
you've just got to really haven't you because you can't you yeah. there's nowhere to put it out that in the world yeah, yeah I think that's quite a good thing like for me as well it was more because I'm I'm an accountant so I'm a bit more sort of practical I never really had the opportunity I always knew that I wanted a business but and that's where we've all we bring something totally different to the table I've always wanted a business but and I know that I wanted it in something creative but I'm not a creative person so Emily and Chloe sort of brought that opportunity to me so together we like made it happen it was just yeah quite a good like sort of chance thing really as well wasn't it yes definitely and then we all kind of we did that thing where you have an idea and you think maybe you're going to go away and look for uh do a bit of research and you're going to come across a company that already exists that does that but the more we looked into it the more we realized actually this is a really really good idea nobody is doing this um and particularly back then, I think a few, there are now a few more kind of cooler hen party companies, but back then there were absolutely none. So yeah, that gave us even more impetus to, to go with it. And yeah, here we are now <laughs> chatting about it. I think that's one of the key reasons why I, I wanted to do this podcast. So many people, I think, do think about, oh, wouldn't it be great if, you know, we started a business together, we could work for ourselves, we could work together. I'm sure it would be a great team, but don't actually move forwards with that you know it's it's always just something maybe that you talk about over a drink at the pub but actually you don't get any further further than than that and what did that process sort of look like actually starting a business together we kind of modeled through in in the beginning I think Chloe had quite a sort of creative she saw the brand in her mind a little bit and I think we kind of had had this idea and then when we actually started to see like our logo and we've got I don't know if you've seen on our websites but we've got uh, we've got quite a lot of um, illustrations and they represent different types of our hens um you know so we've got the badass girl who likes to she's adrenaline fueled and she you know so we had all of these illustrations and all of a sudden this sort of idea started to really come to life and I think every single step that we took towards it like got us more excited and we just sort of moved on to the next thing and it sort of evolved and picked up speed so um but I think getting the brand sort of seeing it in front of us was probably one of the most exciting parts I think for me Um, I do remember starting with literally stick men drawings and then getting (laughs) (laughs) was a massive I think we've actually got those drawings somewhere yeah I think we've saved them because they were so bad and it's like (laughs) since the start yeah, and I think like all of us have got really fun memories of um, we were lucky enough, I think a, a lot of starting a business and well, like we just said, then it's all a little bit about timing and luck and things. And we were lucky enough to, uh, at the time, my dad's branding agency said that they would help us do the branding, which to be honest, was integral to us being taken seriously because we were just three girls with no budget that had a you know, a branding agency do the branding for us, which I do see, we, we've kept the same branding since. And it's, this was like six years ago. It's really strong. It's really, it's amazing. Um, and we've just got, I've got really happy memories of us all being in Soho and going and having these meetings at this brand agency and being like, oh my God, how is this happening? And then going into that wine bar. Do you remember that wine bar like up the street, which was really expensive. Yeah. I don't know why yeah, there's so much money in there. We, we couldn't we even didn't have any money. It. Yeah. And then just like, <laughs> just, we couldn't believe our luck. And it was just like plotting just it was so exciting like just having all these mad ideas writing them all down like buzzing after all these meetings and just like planning world domination and I think even in years to come we'll always look back fondly at those times and did you find that you all um 
had fairly similar ideas on your vision for the business, on its ethos, on what you wanted and for your own sort of work and career life? Did you feel that you were all on the same page or did it need a few conversations? I think we were like at the time things have changed so much now at that time we had a really distinctive thing where like we just wanted to make loads of money and success and be huge and run the world and now things have changed for us all like we're people have got married people are having children people are moving house it's all changed so dramatically that now what we want out of the business has is altered slightly, but we're all on the same page because we're all growing up together doing this. And it, I don't think anyone wants anything differently than the other, which is a yeah, great work-life kind of balance. <laughs> yeah, we've grown to, we've grown on the business together, which has been like absolutely amazing because we've been on the same page since day one, as em, em, as em said. And I think that's been really important for our friendship and for the business as well. So very lucky, I think. That's so lovely. So <laughs> lovely. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about um, this book because I absolutely love that you have created this you know, amazing service to help women like celebrate their friendship and their hen's next exciting step in life. You know, I think um, you're probably able to speak more than this, but sort of my outside view of what hen parties are now, I think that, you know, a lot of changes have happened, aren't they? I think people are probably being a little bit older maybe whenever they have hen parties because people are getting married you know older they're at a different place in life you know they're already are probably fairly more established in in who they are or certainly that's maybe one type of hen that you get and and that maybe that they're starting to have more of this underlying tone of using the opportunity just to love on and encourage and celebrate the hen and do something really wonderful and special as a treat altogether because people do spend a lot of money don't they on hens and on booking time off work or booking a babysitter making sure they can get away for the weekend because often people have to travel and and I just think you have such a huge range that seems to cater to so many different types of brides and styles and what and what they'd like and so if you know, if I was coming to you as a as a client, what what sort of things do you say? What does my experience look like? Um, so we initially um, most of our inquiries we have our kind of expertise and um, what we specialize in and what's quite unique from us as a company is that we've been doing this now for I think we actually worked out well, do we say 2016? I think we had the initial idea. Um, so we've been like living hen parties for that whole time. So we really do know our stuff. Um, and I think that the business has evolved in lots of ways. When we first started out, it was just a website with lots of workshops on it, really cool workshops. And it was great, but it wasn't as it wasn't the seamless end to end service that it is now. Um, and also it just didn't work as a business. It wasn't it wasn't something that all three of us could make a living from. Um, but we've naturally, and I think as with any business, time is is what gives you the knowledge to know what your customer needs and, and wants. And we now specialize in creating packages that are basically the whole day. So you'll get a cost, a, head, a cost per person, and that will include pretty much everything, drinks, activities, um, even things like service charge, which nobody thinks about. Because, you know, if you're going for a bottomless brunch, a lot of places you'll prepay, but then on the day you've got a faff about a service charge and who's done what and wow, all that. And it's when there's 20 of you, it's just a nightmare. So we think about all these sort of things and that's all included in one package. So no cash has to exchange hands on the day. Um, but we also think from 
a logistics side. So a lot of what we do will be either a walk away. So you'll you'll have a venue, you'll have brunch somewhere and then it'll be an activity that's a five minute walk away or a short train journey away. It's, it, we, we know what works with which location. We know what timings work well. We know what styles work together. We know if you've got a certain type of budget, what's going to fit in with that budget. Um, so that is on our website. We have kind of our best-selling packages that are pre-made packages that we know are amazing that they sell. So a lot of the inquiries that would come in will just be like, I absolutely love this package. Is it available? We want to book it. Um, but then also some people do want to change things in and out. And we will know either from the initial email or from an initial phone call what's possible, what's feasible based on the information that we've been given. Um, so we kind of, if you were to come with us, to, to come to us and say, I've got 20 girls and it's this date. Um, and I only want to spend this much money. We, you could spend hours and hours trying to research what works, whereas we know straight away what works basically. Um, and then it's all packaged in a really nice little itinerary. So you've got the timings. You see how the day's going to flow. We include journey times. So you, it's all kind of everything's thought of. And then when you get to what I personally think is the most stressful part of hen party planning, is the payments. Because traditionally, one person has to pay for like 20 people all on their credit card. They don't know. They don't know some of these people. You always get some people that take weeks to pay. And it's just awkward and horrible. And then you end up with you, the lead booker always ends up losing out on money because you just don't know where your bank account's at. Do you? you've got all these payments coming in and out and you don't. It's, it's really difficult. Luckily, we have an accountant in our business. Who does all the work. <laughs> Um, so we have individual payments basically so we send uh, payments uh, payment links out to each of the guests and they pay us individually we deal with all the payment chasing we also offer um, staged installments so for example if you've got a hen party that's £100 and it's in six seven months time you'll just pay four payments for £25 spread over a few months so it makes it really affordable as well and um, so yeah, that's kind of we, it's an end-to-end -end service, um, and we're one point of all. So rather than have to speak to four different activities and venues, we do it all for you. So yeah, as Emily said, it just completely removes all the stress out of pen party planning. Basically, we you like give to give your anyway. bride a great day and can take all the credit. Yes, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, <laughs> do you guys have like a favorite? If you were having a hen party out of the ones that you offer. Which one would you pick? I know mine. <laughs> Go on, Em. Mine's the East End Girls package. It's the um, bottomless brunch, gin cocktails, stay over in this amazing hotel. She's got a swimming pool in these lovely, beautiful apartments. It's just like the perfect hen weekend, I think. I Like just overnight stay. You could just have a great time. I, it's one of my top, top ones. Um, I quite like our luxury sleepover. So that's, um, yeah, it's super classy one. So you get a whole, um, it's like an apartment in a five-star hotel in London. So you get sort of this big sort of area, a private apartment where you can all get together and have drinks, etc. And then you've got sort of your own separate rooms off of it. Um, it includes a private uh, bottomless brunch. Um, and I think it's got, 
blow dries in it I believe it's got so um yeah so a stylist will come to the apartment and get you sort of ready for the evening out with a big bouncy blow dry so yeah yeah that's my favorite one very classy and um, mine is our bestseller actually I think well particularly over the last month it's been our bestseller uh, our brunching and boating um which I think is great it appeals to so many different types of hens uh you start the day with a um bottomless brunch on this beautiful tropical rooftop in Camden uh, and then you walk 10 minutes up the road after that uh, for a canal boat trip which is a 90 minute canal boat trip and you can have drinks and have your own music um, and that's kind of as as you're going into the evening I think that's from 6 30 p.m to 8 p.m um, and it's just lovely like really you can be it can be relaxing if you want it to be relaxing because you're going along the canal or it can get quite lively after two hours of bottomless drinks. Uh, and then after that, you end up at Lucky Voice Karaoke for two hours in a karaoke booth. So, And you'll be well-oiled by that point. So <laughs> even people that don't normally like karaoke end up liking karaoke. So, yeah, and that, that's our bestseller. It flies off the shelves. <laughs> oh, um, it just sounds so much fun, you know, thinking of and designing and trying to find all these different options that cater for different um, people. I'm going to ask you this question, but you can answer it in two parts. So I was going to ask um, about what, you know, an actual working week looks like for you, because I'm sure I'm sure it varies a lot. Um, and obviously at the time of recording, it's April 2021. So we are here in just coming out of our third Yes, third lockdown since March 2020 during the coronavirus pandemic. So um, I don't know if you want to maybe speak sort of prior to 2020, <laughs> what it looked like and then maybe what it's been like for you over this, you know, past year. Um, yeah, so in terms of a normal sort of week, um, our Mondays are actually sort of quite something to look forward to, I'd say, because the first thing that we do when we get in on a normal, obviously, pre-pandemic weekend is that we would contact all of our hens from the weekend and we get all of their feedback and it's always such a lovely way to start the week because we get lots of like lovely pictures from them and loads of sort of amazing feedback and it just gives us a real boost that you know what we're doing every day actually is really paying off and that's the best thing about a Monday um so yes we love doing that and then we get quite a lot of um, inquiries over the weekend. I mean, we're, we tend to, to work over the weekend and pick the inquiries up. Um, but obviously, a lot of people are doing their hen party research over a weekend. So we're quite busy. Uh, so, yeah, so we get back to all of our inquiries. Um, we're very lucky to be able to do lots of research on new fun things to do um, in London. And we always get to go and try a lot of the things as well. So, yeah, we always manage to fit in a, a midweek activity or, you know, or go and dine somewhere lovely. Um, yeah, so our week, I must admit, is pretty fun, mostly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it carries on much the same, really. So, yeah, it's lovely, really enjoyable. Yeah, and we, um, I guess one of the beauties of running your own business, particularly with friends, is... Uh, we are super flexible so some weeks we, we have a flexible workspace well we did pre-2020 um, we don't have a fixed office we just work in a flexible workspace um, which is great because you're around loads of other creative quite often small businesses as well um, but it also means that we work we can work from home whenever we want to work from home we can go in if Emily's got two children under two so if she wants to escape she can um so yeah we it's we're, we are our own bosses I guess so that's quite nice that we we don't we're not tied to any specific day-to-day -day timetable 
Um, and then what has this looked like for you over this past year? <laughs> Good question. Uh, <laughs> quiet. <hell. laughs> um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, this time last year was a pretty rough time, which and, and I'm sure it was for everybody, but um, particularly people, business owners, um, because we were trying to navigate a landscape that not only had we never navigated before, but businesses in general hadn't. It's just something completely unique to have every single party that we had booked we, we we'd had our most successful January and February I think ever hadn't we so the fruits of our labor were finally coming together we were seeing some real cash we had so many bookings it was looking brilliant and then it just you know everybody as everyone knows it just hit like seemingly out of nowhere um and then we were trying to work out what to do on a personal level because obviously it was a really scary time um, from a business level, try and work out how we were going to su- survive this and keep our business afloat, but also dealing with countless unhappy and upset hens that weren't going to get to go on their party and, and what was going to be the solution. So trying to unpick that was uh, hard. We had a lot of loyalty to those hens to make sure that they happened at some point because, you know, there was an easy option of just shutting it down and... That could have that was one option, and the other option was actually we've got all these hen parties that still need to go ahead, and we need to we've got mm. a responsibility to make them happen when they can happen. Yeah, because I think we are so customer led as a business and personally, yeah. like we really do emotionally invest a lot in. We get you know we're, we're a business created by women for women, and we love working with women. So then to have something like this happen, it was hard and. We, we were just trying to find the best solution for us as a business, for our suppliers, because obviously all of our venues and activities were destitute as well, and but then also for our customers. Um, but I think we did actually do that. I don't think we've, hate, we, we've had such amazing support from all of our hens. Some had to cancel, but a lot have rescheduled, a lot. We've had some that we've re- actually rescheduled three times now, haven't we? <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it was, it was, there were dark, dark times. But we managed to get through it. And I think we're in a really good place now, actually. Um, the last month has been absolutely amazing for us. Yeah. Uh, I think we were just saying, actually, I think yesterday was our best ever day for bookings. Was it, Sam? I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. Hands down. Yeah. And I think, in a way, there's a lot of positives that have come out because we managed to, I think, we were getting so busy before. Um, and we actually had that time to stop and think about our business um and we've made some really really positive changes and they seem to be really working mm. so I'm hoping that we've come back a lot it's really hard year for anybody in events or anything that involves connection with other people <laughs> so <laughs> yeah hopefully fingers crossed for coming out the other side now and I had a couple more questions, if that's okay, about being friends in business. Um, And you probably had started the business with maybe some certain expectations or visions of what working life would be like for you together. Um, And I was just wondering how you find that the reality compares to your expectations. Um, I think, yeah, we, as I said, I'll go back to saying, I just think we're super lucky. We've never, ever... (laughs) had a like stand-up row or completely just dis- actually I think we had what was the disagreement we had which we laugh about like fairly laugh it was we me and Emily to- we were designing a biscuit to send to clients 
and I think it was like the colours or something on the biscuit and we ha- we were like genuinely annoyed at each other and even now I was like that's the most annoyed I've ever been at Emily <laughs> yeah, exactly so I think if that's the only row that we've had after a global pandemic the colour of the biscuit I think we can count ourselves exceptionally lucky um yeah so in general I, d- I don't think that's probably the case for everyone because in business your emotions run high so I don't think that we're I think we're probably quite unusual to be fair and I don't want to sit here and boast mm. about it but we have been very lucky um we just it tend works to quite well as a trio because you've got that if it was just two of you you might always be trying to fight the other person's point but with three of us there's either mm. two of you get it and one doesn't or you know you always find a sort of a way that to to navigate with the three of you rather than just fighting one other person mm. definitely that's also, really key it is and also like I think we've always been you know it if if two agree and one doesn't the one stands down and that's just 10 you just do it you don't even try and really and I think that's quite important as well um but yeah in general I just think we've grown together as well going back to that other point as well like when we first started out we were sort of skipping around London getting drunk you know trying out all of these other things and we we've all sort of grown together I mean you know we've got the babies now Emily's got two and Chloe's haven't got one on the way so like we've you know we've got we've grown up together and that's been really super important and also like appreciated each other's what what we're doing personally in our lives as well we've always made room for that um so it's never been like oh my god like we're this is what I'm doing in my life so you guys need to get on board with it it's never ever been like that we've always respected each other's own lives as well outside of cluck um, well, so we, we together we talk obviously a lot about cluck but we do things where we go out and we just don't talk about it and then we're all just friends and we sit there we chat about you know holidays friendships everything so we don't it's not just cluck all day every day night and day yeah we definitely have a laugh with it as well it's not all sort of serious um so you can imagine we talk on you know what's that I cannot even I can't imagine. Can you imagine how many messages we've sent on the cluck, like cluck WhatsApp? I, it must be millions. It has to uh, it be. Must be. I actually think I once tried <laughs> to find out on WhatsApp if you can see how many messages have been sent in a group, but I couldn't work it out. It would turn, be millions. I literally turned my head for 10 minutes and I've got 68 messages. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I do I do think that um and particularly with the last year from what we were just saying about how hard it's been. There are obviously pros and cons to having more than one business owner. But I guess one of the big cons being that any any financial gain that you make from your business, you share between three people. But I do not understand how people I, – I, I have so much respect for people that run businesses on their own because when you're hit with something that's really, really hard, between the three of us, we do end up laughing, even if it's like – bad we do end up really <laughs> like just laughing at how bad it is whereas when you're on your own yeah. you can't and owning a business can be quite an insular thing and only Emily and Sam truly understand what it's like to to to, to go through what I'm going through in terms of business ownership and, and obviously vice versa um if I owned it on my own or if any of us owned it on our own you can't communicate that properly with other people so it's quite a special thing I guess it's quite a unique bond that the three of us have got that will always have do you think um each of you well, you probably do have um different strengths in the business or things rules that you prefer um 
how do you sort of split things up for what are your yeah, strengths? Yeah, I think we, we didn't really know that we had sort of um, complementary strengths. Uh, we've come from different backgrounds, obviously, because Emily and Chloe come from events and then I've obviously come from a bit more of a sort of practical accounting point of view. But we first started off sort of everybody doing everything. And then as we've evolved, we've kind of gone off in our own little, we work very well together, obviously, but we've kind of owned and played to our strengths a lot more as we've evolved, um, which I think is really, really super important. So we've got Emily is a super seller. So she's in the events industry. She's um, been sort of account manager, et cetera, worked on big, big events. Um, and she is our sales lady. Um, along with Chloe as well because she's a super sales lady as well but Chloe is the one who is really creative does all of our sort of branding our social media etc um she's very good at writing stuff whereas me and Emily can't write anything she's the queen writer (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not going to disagree with that (laughs) Um, and that's a really important part of it so and then I just do sort of all the all the back end stuff and and sort of stick to that part. So, but it just works really well. But it didn't start off like that by by any any means, did it? We're kind of no. evolved. It works really well. And so, what tips would you have for people who are maybe looking to design, build their own business, maybe do it with friends? Do you have any little nuggets? Um, I think you know it's it's quite easy for us to sit, sort of sit there and say but just yeah just always sort of respect your friendship make time for fun make time to go out you know when we were working in London together you know Friday it'd be two o'clock we'd look at each other and be like wine <laughs> and we'd head off into you know over to the pub and actually have a laugh with each other so I think if you do go into uh, into a business with a friend just hold that above everything else and always make sure that your friendship is the most important thing yeah um, separate the two a little bit yeah, yeah. It always two, over, yeah but it's good to have yeah. things that you do separately yeah and I think um communication is is key and I think going back to what we were saying earlier about the fact that we have never really had a big argument or disagreement on anything is we are all I think really good at communicating with each other um just on an everyday basis but also if there's something that you feel strongly about as long as you communicate it in the right way they you're they're your friends ultimately so they're going to understand where you're coming from and none of us are unreasonable so we all just take on what the other one's saying and also it's it's it is healthy sometimes to have a bit of a debate because that's the joy of of owning a business and particularly there being three of us we've all got different opinions so Sometimes I think I'm right and then I hear the girl's opinion and I'm like, "Mm, actually, that's quite good. And then we end up coming up with an even better solution than we did before. So I just do think that, yeah, communication is so important. Do you have, finally, any hopes, dreams for this next year? Now that things maybe are looking a little bit brighter, what are your hopes for this next year? I, I think we just hope that, I mean, we're so grateful that we've survived. And I think that's the, you know, that's a massive triumph for all of us. And we're so proud of ourselves and, you know, really appreciate all the support our customers have given us and our suppliers as well. Um, So I think because we love how flexible our our businesses and how, you know, how much we enjoy each other's company just to slowly, steadily recover from this and just carry on doing what we're doing, really. So I think that's 
that's the aim. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, we were sort of saying to each other earlier, actually, that you can't look too far forward. Well, the pandemic has taught us that. Um, mm -hmm. You can't really look too far forward with what your plans are. Obviously, it's good to have things in place, but I, I do think that forever now, businesses will change in that you have to be more adaptable and you can never, ever predict the future. Uh, so we, before the pandemic hit, actually, we were the Christmas before we booked quite a lot of corporate events. So we were getting businesses that were kind of booking our packages, slightly different versions of our packages. Um, and we were making some good money in it. That looked like a really good area for us to move into. So we were kind of, our big plan was to buy sort of spring summer last year have that all created we kind of got the bones of the website we'd had people write copy for it um so that was like our big next project and I do think later down the line we definitely we are going to revisit that but for now I think that we are just trying to get back on our feet and hone perfectly what we're doing and as Sam mentioned earlier we have made changes to the business for the better because we've had time to step back and breathe um over the last year and I think that maybe things will it will all end up working out for the best but yeah in, at some point in the future we are going to expand with a slightly different angle of our business but there's no rush we're very happy doing what we're doing now thank you so much for your time and for all that you've shared just so inspiring to hear other people's stories about you know what they've chosen to do and why they've chosen to do it and how they make it work and I think it just helps you to dream bigger doesn't it to hear what other people you know what other people are doing and yeah. um, so people wanted to find you and connect with you where are the best places that they can go to find you uh, so our website is this is cluck.com uh, and then our instagram is at cluck hen parties and that's the same for our facebook yeah those are the Have best anything? yeah those are the best ways to find us definitely yeah yeah Great. Well, I will pop those in the show notes. Um, and thank you so much. Lovely. Thank, thank you. you. That's really great. Aren't they wonderful? There we go. Two friendships becoming a trio, talking over a drink at the pub about opening a money business and then putting one foot in front of the other and making it happen. And um, I so hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation. I put their Instagram and website in the show notes. So please do go and let them know that you listened and what you thought. I know they would love to hear from you. Uh, this coming season has such a variety of guests who I'm speaking with and who have a huge range of expertise, of industries, of business models, um, and also the timing within their careers thus far that they have undertaken opening a business. You know, some have been established for years, others are more recent endeavours. So there is so much juicy goodness coming up for you all to enjoy. Uh, so please do subscribe, rate, review this podcast. Um, I can be found on Instagram at Suzanne Jane Photography and would absolutely love to connect with you.